Cassie tore the edge off her croissant and looked out the Fenton's department store's floor-to-ceiling windows at the street below. Christmas was over. The post-Christmas sales were limping to a close, and men and women walked with their coats wrapped around them. The giant tree in Union Square had been carted away. The dazzling window displays in Gucci and Chanel of Cinderella slippers studded with real diamonds to wear to holiday parties, and little black dresses accessorized with stacks of multicolored bracelets had been replaced with sensible January displays. Rain boots, umbrellas, and floor-length winter coats. Even Burberry's window looked bleak. The sweet reindeer wearing a plaid sweater and socks had been exchanged for a faceless mannequin wrapped in scarves like a mummy. People in San Francisco don't know how to do winter, Cassie said, dipping her croissant into a white Limoges coffee cup. They think California in January should be blue skies and 70 degrees. We could go to Mexico till March, stay at Betsy's condo and sip sangria through pink plastic straws. Alexis picked a petty four from the silver tray on the table and bit into it tentatively. She blotted her lips on the white linen napkin and stirred cream into her demitasse. Some people have jobs, Cassie replied. Or at least their husbands work. You don't just jet off to Mexico because the Christmas ornaments are gone. Carter would never miss me. He's too busy trimming trees or whatever he does from six in the morning till midnight. We haven't eaten dinner together since Thanksgiving, and that was only because his mother insisted we join the family in Pacific Heights. You know old Betsy's on her second husband since Carter and I got married? I don't know how she keeps the place cards straight. Alexis tapped her long French manicured nails on the edge of the coffee cup. Your husband runs a hedge fund. He doesn't trim trees. Cassie collapsed in a fit of giggles. She dusted croissant flakes from her pants and glanced around to see if the society matrons sitting at the adjoining tables were listening. Trees, hedges, it's all the same to Carter. Money is the only kind of paper he knows. He does compensate well. I got some lovely baubles for Christmas. Alexis rolled her eyes. You don't have to pretend with me. We've known each other since kindergarten, and even then you made rings out of Cheerios. Be happy Carter buys you jewelry. He does have great taste. He gave me the most beautiful sapphire necklace with tiny diamonds like snowflakes. I just sometimes feel like a courtesan instead of a wife. Fling a necklace or a bracelet at me and bring me out to impress the Midwestern clients who want to invest in pork futures, Alexis replied, twisting her diamond wedding band around her finger. Carter loves you. It's just his way of showing it. Most wives would be envious, Cassie replied. I take it Aiden didn't shower you with jewels? Alexis raised her perfectly arched eyebrows. Fuzzy socks, a cashmere scarf, gardening gloves, and packets of exotic vegetable seeds. Fennel, purple spinach, and okra. Cassie counted presents on her fingers. Alexis picked up another petty four, eyed the layered chocolate, and put it back on the plate. I've exceeded my caloric limit for the day. Lettuce and soy sauce for dinner tonight. 
you're the only person I know who loses weight over the holidays. I gained three pounds smelling the pumpkin pie. Cassie pushed the plate of mini desserts toward Alexis. Only because I swam 40 laps before every holiday party and spent 30 minutes in the steam room each night, Alexis said, adjusting her skirt. She wore an emerald green miniskirt and a white angora wool sweater. Her blonde hair was scooped into a high ponytail and tied with a green velvet ribbon 